0: Welcome to the official podcast for Shepherd University Athletics. And we're coming at you with that big horn energy. It's time for Beyond the Horns. Let's go. Hello Ram Nation and welcome into episode 33 of Beyond the Horns. Have another week of action to talk about with you guys. Definitely had some things go on in the world of Shepherd University Athletics. We had the men's golf program uh, compete in a regional last week. Definitely going to cover that here in a little bit. Our softball program competed in the PSAC Softball Tournament. Had three games here on campus. Definitely going to go over those and what happened there. And then our baseball program competed on the road in the first round of the PSAC baseball tournament, as well as closed out their regular season. Kind of said that backwards, but you get the idea. They closed out their regular season a four game series at home against Mansfield, and then had PSAC tournament action. So lots of uh, lots of action going on on campus still. Um, even though we're only down to really kind of two sports, three if you include golf and in the regional. Definitely a lot to talk about today. So so happy that you uh, you chose to to hop on and listen and get the recap. And uh, check out episode 33. Before we get there, though, just want to go over a couple things. As a reminder, I know I've said this the last few episodes, but the Shepherd Football Golf Tournament is going to be June 18th at the club at Crest Creek. So if that's something you want to do, spaces are limited, so definitely grab your buddies and sign up. Go to suathleticclub.org. Click on Upcoming events and you'll see the link to sign your team up, sign up to be a T sponsor, et cetera. So definitely want to make people aware. Uh, I think we've filled just over half of the field that we're allowed to field from a a team perspective. We've registered half the teams that we're allowed to have. So um, definitely coming down to where teams will be scarce. So if you're a golfer and you want to support the Shepherd Football Program, June 18th, the club at Crest Creek is where that's going to be. So definitely mark your calendars there. Before we hop into covering the events and and previewing what is coming up after um, or moving forward into next week want to do a quote of the day like always this is honestly just one of my favorite parts of, uh, of the pod so that's why I always bring it up this quote is by the great John Wooden he says things work out best for those who make the best of how things work out I think especially in the world of athletics but I think in any career field that you're in or situation that you're in. I mean, sometimes I feel like you're just given a situation or you're given a set of circumstances and that's just how it is. That's just how it worked out. And, um, you know, it's not always going to be perfect. But as John said, things work out best for those who make the best of how things work out. So if you make the best of your situation, if you go ahead and accept this is just how it is, and I'm going to make the best of it and take what I can from it and learn from it and grow from it. It's going to work out better for you than someone who complains about something that can't change or complain about how things work out. Now, I feel like there's a little area in between there. If you can fix like the reason why, things, why you were put in that situation or why things worked out the way they did, it, assuming they were negative, then I think that's ultimately something you want to be doing as well. But if you're in that situation, hey, guys, this is the hand we're dealt. Let's make the most of it. And um, so I think Coach John Wooden that that is probably something that he told his guys um, when he was coaching them, and part of the reason probably why he was so successful is, hey guys, we're in this situation. Maybe we're down in the game or whatever. Like we just got to make the best that we can of this and try to try to claw our way back and use what's been give you know what we've been given to to get back to it. So I read that quote earlier this week, and I said, oh, there it is. There's the quote of the week. Just because I think it's important, and I think it'll just you know, if you, if that's something that you can ingrain into your mindset, no matter what situation you're in, try to make the best of it. And I think that'll pay off for you in the long run. So let's hop right in and talk about sports. Uh, what's going on this past week at Shepherd since we talked last Thursday, like I kind of prefaced a few minutes ago, you know, we had softball, golf, and baseball action. So I want to start with the men's golf program. They were at regionals, um, you know, great season in general for the men's golf program they got a couple tournament wins Owen Elliott was a stud like he always is and um you know just definitely a season to remember and also a season to grow and build off of you know I know coach coach Ingram is uh is wanting to take what was accomplished this year especially with his younger guys and build and you know eventually be a program and work to be a program where regionals is an every year thing. You know, they're making runs and going past that, you know, in their great years. So, that that's where the men's golf program trajectory is kind of headed in my opinion. This year, the men's golf program finished 13th at regionals. So not really where they wanted to finish, but hey, they still made it there. They they, you know, gave it their best effort. They shot a 317 on Saturday to give them a three-day score of 956 in the overall tournament putting them 13th in a 16-team field at lakeview country club excuse me uh gannon won the team title with a score of 912 so shepherd had 956 gannon the winner had 912 so um there's your here's your difference there what is that 44 strokes so you know pretty tight field for the most part but um there, that's still a little bit of a, a a gap, if you will, that to cover to get into that top four for sure. Owen Elliott, like I said, you know he he does what he does. He led the Rams with a three-round total of 228, which put him um, in a tie for 10th place. So solid outing by him. Uh, Mason Kidwell shot a 233, which put him in 22nd. Chris Neighbors shot a 238, which put him in 40th. Tyler Hardy shot 258, which t- put him in a tie for 80th. And Gavin Bonovich shot a two fifty nine, which put him in eighty second place. So, solid round, obviously led by Owen Elliott and Mason Kidwell um, to 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 get up there. But a three day at nine fifty six, you know, more than anything, I know Owen is Owen. This was Owen's kind of end, I believe. But some of these other guys got a chance to experience regionals. They got a chance to experience some of these teams. Um, who are in there year in year out and kind of see how they prep, how do they pre- how do they play, what do they do mentally? So, I think there's things that you can take from this. Going back to John Wooden's quote, you know, thirteenth—that's the situation they were put in. Okay, well, let's make the best of it. What can we take from this experience that we can grow and build off of? So, men's golf thirteenth at regionals. Hats off, round of applause to Coach Ingram and the guys for uh, for a solid year and uh, and and you know. Representing Shepherd with uh, with pride um, up at regionals. So switching over to softball. Softball hosted Westchester in the first round of the PSAC softball tournament at Syracuse Field this past week, the fifth and sixth of May. Um, Shepherd was the two C Westchester was the three. So Westchester had to come over to Shepherdstown play a best of three series. Uh, the, the East Division semifinals, if you will, quarterfinals overall. Um, you know, a great taste for the Shepard softball program into, you know, they've already had a great year. They played a lot of these teams, or all these teams in the East anyways, and, um, you know, they got a chance to do it in the postseason with, uh, with regional implications and tournament, you know, PSAC, tournament champion implications on the line. So best of three series. Game one, Westchester actually came back they were down a, a lot 4 to 1 going into the top of the 7th and they scored 5 in the top of the 7th um, to take a 6 to 5 victory over shepherd and and that was just one of those games where you know, shepherd was really in control like i said 4 to 1 going in you know you need 3 outs and it was just kind of a perfect storm of errors and and clutch hits for westchester and i mean nothing not to take anything away from westchester they're a good team and they kind of showed it how they were able to come back um, in their final frame, their final three outs to take to take the lead. Shepard did score one in the bottom of the seven, so they made a valiant comeback, but they just couldn't do enough to take it, either take it or send it into extras. So game one was tough. Um, Sarah Lamper got the start in the circle for the Rams. Uh, she she had a great outing. For all, you know, all things considered, went six innings pitch, gave up seven hits, five earned runs. Again, it kind of fell apart um, there in the seventh when they when she was pulled. And she had left some runners on base. Walked four and struck out three. Again, a solid six innings. It just fell apart at the end. Katie Lane came in and closed things out in the seventh. She pitched one inning, gave up one hit, um, and, and nothing else on the board for, for her. As far as offense goes, Shepard started off – Quickly in the fourth and the fifth is when they did most of their scoring and then that bottom of the seventh. But in the fourth, Hannah Beeler singled to right center and scored Allison Baker. And then the big shot for Shepard, Cameron Davis, hit a bomb homer to left field, scoring Isabella Fort, Nicole Pertel, and obviously Davis herself. That opened everything up. 4-1, you're feeling really good. We just got to get six more outs and we're there. And, um... And like I said, just a combination of an error and a few just solid doubles from Westchester brought it uh, brought it to six four, and then Kylie Condon flat into a double play, scoring Chloe Burton in the bottom of the seventh to try to make that comeback, but getting two outs on that play. Just it just the margin. Sometimes you just run out of time, right? That's the that's the beauty and the curse of a softball um, of a game, softball game or a baseball game is. Things can work in your favor like that. You're never out as long as you have an out left in your belt. You can make things happen. Two out rally, score five runs, and you're there. Uh, just going down the offense, just in this game one to uh, to give some love to the team. Isabella Fort went two for three with a run scored. Cameron Davis, like I mentioned, had that three run bomb. She went two for three with those three RBIs and had a walk. Allison Baker went two for four with a run. Nicole Patel one for three with a walk and a run. Kylie Condon one for three with an RBI. Hannah Beeler one for three with an RBI, and then Tori Seymour and Alex Mance each went one for three. So, 11 hits, decent offense. You know, you get a three-run bomb late in the game, you should be sitting there okay. But like I said, Westchester's a good team. Shepherd's a good team, but Westchester's a good team too. And uh, and they just they just put it on when they needed to, and they got the hits when they needed to. Obviously, a gut punch for Shepard in game one again it's a best of three series so they had to take two of three to move on game two they even things up with Westchester later that day uh, again we're talking May 5th Shepard took game two over Westchester 11 to 8 so the bats came alive they started getting those timely hits you know this was this was a game again where like Westchester Westchester was the home team um, by designation even though it was at Sarah Cree and Westchester started out hot you know they. They scored three runs through three innings, but Shepard came. Isabel, Isabella Fort singled the center in the third and scored Nicole Portell and Tory Seymour to uh, to keep things relatively even through three. They knew they just needed to get back one more run. The fourth, though, the Rams put the Shepard Rams. I guess I have to I have to uh, to specify that when you're playing Westchester. The Shepherd Rams in the top of the fourth broke things open. They had a six spot offense just came pouring out. Tori Seymour had a double. Olivia Reese reached on an error, which scored Hannah Beeler. Nicole Patel reached on a fielder's choice, scoring Tori Seymour. Cameron Davis another homer. Uh, she homered to center field, a three run shot, scored Nicole Patel and Olivia Reese. Later in the game, Isabel Fort. Also, another single scoring, Nicole Bertel and Cameron Davis homered again. Tell me if you heard that before. Three homers on the day to uh, to really just rack up those 11 runs. Going down the box score real quick, Tori Seymour, three for four with two runs and an RBI. Isabella Fort, two for four with a run and three RBIs. Cameron Davis, two for four. Two runs, two homers, five ribbies, just a solid day for her. Kylie Condon, one for four with a run. Hannah Beeler, one for three with a run. Nicole Portel went 0 for four but scored three runs. So there's your nine hits, 11 runs in the game. Cameron Davis, two homers. Kylie Condon and Tori Seymour each had a double. So, um, yeah, the offense was definitely moving. Let's put it that way. The offense was moving in that game, too. Cheyenne Van Pelt got the start in the circle. She went six innings, gave up 14 hits, eight runs. Seven of them were earned. Walked three and struck out six. She actually took the win to move to three and three on the season. Hannah Ruffner came in. Bases loaded. She pitched one inning, walked one, struck out one, and uh, and got the save her second of the year. So just a solid game all around from pitching, you know, both of these games, even though game one ended up in a loss, you know your pitcher goes six innings. Your pitcher gets you pretty much all the way there, and then you just got to get somebody in to, to kind of clean things up. But this was huge. Taking this game to 11-8, to eight, tied up the series at one, and what it meant was that there was going to be another game played on the 6th of May. So the next day, game three, Westchester, basically you win, you move on, you lose, you go home, and you wait to see what happens regional-wise. Uh, this game was just it was just one of those games where Westchester was getting every little bloop and jam hit that they got that they found themselves in um, you know they would hit something that was put just out of reach of the third baseman and, and drop three inches inside the line fair it was just one of those games where they were getting all the little poke hits and Shepard just wasn't flying out hitting hitting right to people um, Westchester takes game three nine to three over Shepard and therefore takes the series so, Westchester moves on to the next round. Shepherds PSAC tournament, their first one ever as a conference member, is is over. But it wasn't for effort. Like I said, Westchester out hit Shepherd twelve to four. I would be willing to say that at least four or five of their twelve hits were those little bloop jam shots that just happened to fall. Um, and uh, but hey, that's sometimes that's how it goes, right? Westchester started off up one zero. After two, Shepard came back, scored two in the bottom of the third to take the lead, and then really Westchester scored uh, eight more along the way to Shepard's one. Going through the box score real quick for Shepard, Cameron Davis continued her uh, her hot series. No ribbies, but went two for three. Nicole Patel, one for three with a run. Isabella Fort continued. Her said her name a lot in this series. One for three with a run scored and two RBIs. And that that pretty much sums it up. There's your four hits right there. Tough tough day really in the circle for Shepard. Sarah Lamper went four and a third, gave up eight hits, four and runs, walked four and struck out one. Cheyenne Van Pelt came in just for an inning. Gave up no hits, but gave up two earned runs and one strikeout. And then Hannah Ruffner came in for uh, one and two thirds innings, gave up four hits, three runs, one of them were earned, walked one and struck out four. So just kind of a uh, again, kind of a tough way to end this series. I mean, the weather was great, everything was great. It just it's it's what tournament action is, right? You you know the teams on both sides and both dugouts are both. Great teams because they made it this far. I mean, the two and the three seed—they're they're solidly in the tournament, and it was just one of those things where Westchester—they just—they just took the win. They got the hits when they could get the hits. They, um, you know, they scored when they could score, and and sometimes that's how it goes. Taking a quick look at the bracket, just to let you guys know, so so Shepherd, when they lost, it doesn't necessarily mean their season is over, right? They can still get a regional bid, and and are looking, in my opinion, right now that they should get one. So the softball turn, the softball team, even though they're not playing anymore right now, is still around. They're still practicing. They're still planning for that regional bid. I will get you guys more information when we find out if they make it and where they make it, where they're going, who they're playing, etc. Also, shepherdrams.com is your one-stop shop for all of that. Just to give you guys or let you all know what ended up happening in the softball tournament. So Westchester advanced in the two-three matchup in the East over Shepherd. Kutztown was the one seed. They swept number four East Stroudsburg. So the East sem- the East final the semifinal overall was Kutztown against Westchester. In the West, Seton Hill advanced over Mercyhurst. And Gannon swept Cal PA. So the final four were Seton Hill versus Gannon and Kutztown versus Westchester. The finals came to Westchester, advanced out of the East, which has to make you feel good in a little way from a moral victory standpoint if you're Shepherd, You know, the team that knocked you out has made it all the way. And Seton Hill advanced, so the one seed out of the West and the three seed out of the East advanced to the finals. Um, that will be... Uh, Actually, this coming weekend, Friday, Saturday, the 14th and 15th of May. So we will see what happens there. But like I said, great season for softball. It's not necessarily over yet. Just have to see what uh, what happens. But tough one, um, especially with the way Westchester came back in that first game. I mean, you can make an argument that the Rams could be still playing right now in the PSAC uh, softball championship. But hey, that's why you play the games. And, and all credit, at least from my chair to Westchester, for, for doing what they did. So moving on to baseball, like I said earlier, baseball actually had four games to finish in the regular season. So softball started their tournament action, but baseball still had a weekend of regular season games to play. So Mansfield uh, was next up, again, the final regular season series for Shepard. Like I said last week's episode, really Shepard was fighting for that positioning in the PSAC baseball tournament. At the time when they started this, they were in third um, needed to get some wins this weekend to try to make a play for that third spot. Needed some help for some other teams as well. But Shepard felt pretty good about being in the top four. Uh, just needed to handle some business. Like has been going on pretty much all year. You play two at you know one school on Friday, and then you go on the road and play two at the other school the next day. Well, Mainsfield, their baseball uh, field, was not playable due to weather and some other conditions. So all four of these games, uh Saturday and Sunday, the eighth and the ninth, were in Shepherdstown at Fairfax Field. So four home games, that's a huge advantage for Shepherd in my opinion. They just need to win some games. However, it, it did not start out a good way for Shepherd. Shepherd dropped game one against Mansfield five to one, and this was on Saturday the eighth. It was a rainy um, you know, low 50s, kind of just a cooler day. Uh, they dropped a 5-1, pretty closely contested game. Um, after the first inning, it was tied 1-1, and then Mainsfield in the sixth had a four-spot. Other than that, it was zeros across the board uh, for for everyone from a score perspective. Uh, offensively for Shepard, Dalton Stewart uh, had the only RBI. Caleb Walls, Jared Carr, Joey Schwartz, and Stewart, and then Brady Weaver had the five hits for Shepard. Like I said, Dalton Stewart had the uh, had the RBI. On the mound for Shepard, Steve Boley got the start, ended up taking the loss to go to 5-4 and four on the season. He pitched five and two-thirds and then gave up four hits, five earned runs, walked one, and struck out nine. Honestly, between Hunter DiPrimo, Mainsfield's uh, starting pitcher who had a complete game win, and Boley who went five and two-thirds, I mean, really honestly... What, 24 strikeouts between the two of them? I mean, it was a pitching game. You know, people were having a hard time getting on base, which is why you only have 11 hits total in the game and seven runs. But, um, you know, it's or six runs, excuse me. But, uh, you know, Hunter DePrima was apparently an ace on their staff and somebody that everyone everyone was, you know, recruiting-wise coveted. So he did what he was supposed to do. Nate Hoskinson came in and pitched the final one-and-one-third inning for... Shepard on Saturday he gave up two hits and um, and you know he just closed things out but ultimately Shepard just couldn't get the offense going only five hits, um, not really much you can do there. With that with that loss Shepard fell to nineteen and thirteen. Mainsfield twelve and twenty one. It was a shot to Shepard's bid for the three seed but it wasn't over yet. They weren't out of anything by any means. Let's just put it this way. Shepard got their revenge over the next three games. They ended up taking a 3-1 to one series victory uh, over Mainsfield. Let's go game by game really quickly. In Game 2, Shepard took a 7-2 to two victory over Mainsfield. The offense really came alive, and this one had a 5 spot in the 4th and um, and added one for good measure in the 5th to uh, to take that win. Actually, we're out hit by Mainsfield 7-6, to six, but... Shepard hit when they were supposed to hit, timely hitting wins baseball games. Offensively for Shepard, Jared Carr, two for three with two RBIs, three runs scored. One That was a home run. Um, he also had a double in the game. Dalton Stewart, two for three with a run scored, had a double. Joey Schwartz, one for three with two RBIs and a run scored. Andrew Edwards, one for two. There's your six hits right there, but again, get get some long balls over the fence, get some timely doubles from Carr and Stewart. You know you're gonna bring some people home that way. On the mound, Nick Tribachi went five innings, ended up getting the win to move to three and one on the season. Good for him. Sometimes he doesn't always have the run support I feel, but he went five innings. Gave up four hits and struck out four. No runs given up. No walks. Nothing like that. Matt Williams came in one inning. Gave up three hits. The two earned runs came from when Williams was in there, uh, but Cole Dunn came in and really shut things down. Um, Pitched an in inning. Didn't give up anything. No hits. No runs. No walks. No strikeouts. Nothing. He just got three outs and shut them down. So. Saturday again, you want to try to take four for four from Mansfield. they fell to 12 and 22 after that game so not a great year for the Mounties but the, the good news is Shepard, you can't go back and change the history right? You lost that first game. that's great. Let's win these next three and um, and, and the chips will fall while they may. So one and one on Saturday the 8th, uh, again, a cool day in Shepard Sound, but you know at least they're able to gain a win on Sunday back at it the next day for two additional games. Shepard really, really put the offense on display on Sunday. They took game one over Mainsfield 10-1, to so just whooped up. Now on Sunday, Shepard was technically the road team, which threw a lot of people off. Uh, people walking up and saw the scoreboard and saw Guest and Rams are like, wow, Shepard's getting destroyed. No, Shepard was the road, road team because these were supposed to be Mainsfield's games. We just were playing them at Fairfax. Um, Jerry Carr did Jerry Carr things in this first game on Sunday. Popping down to the stats real quick, just reading through this. Uh, Caleb Walls went two for four with two runs. Jared Carr two for three, two runs scored, three RBIs. He had a homer and uh, and a double. Just another walk in the park for for Jared Carr. Joey Schwartz one for three with an RBI and a run score. Colton Henson one for four with two ribbies. Brennan Holmes one for three with two ribbies. Andrew Edwards one for three with a ribby. Joey Goldsmith one for four with an RBI and a run scored. You got doubles from Caleb Walls, Jerry Carr, like I said, Joey Schwartz, Colton Henson, Homers from Jerry Carr, Brennan Holmes, Joey Goldsmith. You know, the the ball was flying off the bat on Sunday. You could tell these guys, they say, we're gonna come in here, and we're just gonna, we're just gonna whoop up. I know you guys took one from us yesterday, but we're gonna take them all from you. On the mound for Shepard, Mitchell Wilson got the start, went four innings pitched. At by this point. Based on other other teams like Bloomsfield, Bloomsburg, excuse me, and uh, and what they had done, Shepherd was the four. We were locked into the four. We could win those games or lose those games on Sunday. It didn't matter. We were the four no matter what. So, from a pitching perspective, trying to save arms, you know, at this level, really in baseball in general, but especially at this level, you know, pitching is is the hot commodity. You need to save those arms. So, gearing up for the conference tournament starting on Wednesday, you know. Coach Smith kind of took a, a more team approach when it came to pitching. So that's why, you you know, unless the guy was really on, you weren't going to see somebody go six, seven innings. So with that being said, hopping back into on the mound for game one on Sunday, Mitchell Wilson went four innings pitch, which is about right for what I just said. He gave up two hits, walked two, and struck out five. Tanner Dixon came in, won another two innings, gave up one hit, gave up the only earned run of the game, and struck out five. And then Grant Reed came in, pitched one inning, gave up one hit, one strikeout, 11 strikeouts on the day for Shepard in those 7 innings uh, and Mitch Wilson got the win to move to 2 and 2 on the season. After that first game on Sunday, Shepard moved to 21 and 13, Mainsfield dropped to 12 and 23 again. Shepard was locked into the four, not really much you could do, but they wanted to definitely make a point. And let's just go ahead and say in game 4 of the series, uh, Shepard made made a point. Shepard beat Mainsfield 21 to 4. In game four, the second game on Sunday afternoon, it included a 10-run top of the fifth inning. You know, every once in a while, you'll see games like this in baseball, and they're always fun, obviously, if your team wins. If your team loses, you're kind of like, wow, well, we just gave up 21 runs. That's that's crazy. Um, but this was a fun game if you're a Shepard Ram fan, which all of you listening to this probably are. 21 runs off 17 hits, no errors. It's just a clean game all around. Let's pop through the stats for this one. This is going to be a mouthful. Caleb Walls went 3-for-6 with two runs scored and two RBIs. Jared Carr, 3-for-5, three, three runs scored and three RBIs. Joey Schwartz, 3-for-3, three three, four runs scored, three RBIs and a walk. Brennan Holmes, 2-for-3, two, two runs scored and an RBI. Zach Doss, 2-for-3, two, two runs scored and two RBIs. Joey Goldsmith, two for four, two runs scored, and two RBIs. Dalton Stewart, one for five, one run scored, and one RBI. And Trustin Riley, one for five, one run scored, and four ribbies. He had a grand slam. Um, Caleb Walls had two doubles. Jerry Carr had two doubles. Joey Schwartz had a double. Dalton Stewart had a double. Brandon Holmes had a double. And Joey Goldsmith had a double. Basically, everybody you know had a double. Uh, In this game, Jerry Carr had another homer. Joey Schwartz, Trustin Riley, like I said, and Joey Goldsmith each had a homer as well. Just offense, just an offensive display. Just you could tell they were trying to. They knew they were the four. They were kind of angry about it, and they were just getting some out, um, some frustration out. On the mound again, kind of a team effort because you're trying to save arms. Eric O'Brien went three innings pitched, gave up six hits, four earned runs, struck out three. Adam Miller ended up getting the win for Shepard and moved to 4-2 and two on the year. He went two innings pitched, struck out two. Trevor Sprinkle continued. He just had a couple good outings these past few outings. Uh, pitched an inning, struck out one, didn't give up anything. And Jordan Toronto came in, pitched an inning, walked two but struck out three to just end things for Shepard. And uh, and Shepard finishes the regular season with a 22-13-1 record, 18-12-1 in the PSAC East. Mansfield finishes their season 12 and 24, 11 and 21 in the PSAC East. So, again, good way to end the regular season. Dropping game one, you know, wasn't ideal, but Mansfield had their ace pitcher on the mound. Sometimes it happens. Taking care of business is taking three out of four, though. Um, you know, I will take that. So, what that means is Shepard was locked into the four seed, kind of like I said. So, going into the PSAC baseball tournament, the first round was on Wednesday. The twelfth of May. Now, because of COVID, the quarterfinal round, which is this round, is a single elimination game. Whether you like it or not, that's a whole nother conversation. Whether I like it or not, that's a whole nother conversation. Uh, the fact remains that the uh, PSAC baseball tournament quarterfinals are single elimination. So Shepard is on the road at Millersville, rounding out the bracket real fast. Westchester's the two seed in the east. Bloomsburg is the three, so Bloomsburg traveling to Westchester. Switching over to the other side in the west, Seton Hill is the one seed. They're going to take on number four, Gannon. And Mercyhurst is the two seed in the west, taking on number three, Cal P.A. All of this on the 12th of of May. So Shepard was on the road at Millersville on Wednesday, May 12th. Single elimination action, like I just said. Unfortunately, no real easy way to say this. Shepard dropped that game uh, on the road against... Millersville, the Marauders, took it eleven to four. They outhit Shepard thirteen to four, and Shepard had four errors. And it just was one of those games where, you know, Millersville is a good team. They're the number one seed for a reason. Um, you know, not really much you can do. They're twenty-seven and eleven now on the year. That's just a solid team. Shepherd actually jumped out to an early lead. Joey Schwartz homered in the top of the first to put Shepard up 1-0, but by the time we got to the third inning, it was 4-1 Millersville. Shepard made a little bit of a comeback um, in the seventh to make it a 6-4 game, uh, but then Millersville turned on the gas offensively in the bottom of the seventh and the bottom of the eighth inning to ultimately take that 11-4 victory over the Rams. Pitching for Shepard, Steve Boldy got the start, only went one and a third. You know, a single elimination game you really have nothing to lose i mean you you want to if it takes five guys then you're going to put five guys in there because you have a couple days rest and then you have a three game series but a single elimination game really you lose you go home you win you move on so pull out all the stops pull out all the trick plays you know everything you got in the bag put put guys in there to pitch who you maybe wouldn't normally see um if your guy goes one and a the third, then that's great, put in somebody else. That's kind of what happened on the mound for Shepard in this game. Like I said, Steve Bowley got the start, went one and a third, gave up three hits, three earned runs, one strikeout. Then Nate Hodgkinson came in and went three innings. Solid work for him, gave up four hits, two earned runs, walked one and struck out two. Mitch Wilson came in, went two thirds of an inning, gave up two hits, walked three. Nick Trabacchi then came in for two and a third, got at, worked out of a bases loaded jam that he inherited. Uh, coming in after Wilson, like I said, went two and a third, gave up three hits, four runs, none of them earned. Walked two and uh, and struck out four over his time, and then Eric O'Brien came in for the final two thirds, gave up one hit, one run that was an unearned, and uh, and that basically sums up your pitching. Um, 11 runs, only five of them earned because of those four errors on the day. Offensively for Shepard, Joey Schwartz, the DH on the day, went two for three with a run scored and an RBI. Cole Doherty went one for three with run, one run scored and two ribbies. Each of them homered Schwartz in the in the first inning, and Cole Doherty in the seventh had a two-run shot. That's that. Zach Doss went one for three. Those are your four hits on the day and your four rebys. Dalton Stewart had a sack fly uh, RBI for himself. So, um, you know, that that pretty much sums up the offense. And like we've seen this year with Shepard, when the bats are alive, they can do some crazy, crazy things. But when the bats aren't really there and you got a few defensive mistakes and you're playing a team like Millersville, the one seed with uh, with their pitcher on fire, um, Taylor He's 9-1 on the year for Millersville. He went seven innings pitch, gave up three hits, three earned runs, struck out ten. Uh, when you got that facing you, it's just going to be tough to win. You know, I, I admire the fight that the Rams put in there, making that comeback in the seventh. It was pretty interesting there for a second. Um, but, yeah, tournament baseball, kind of the first foray of Shepard um, within the PSAC baseball tournament. Uh, you know, a team like a Millersville, historically a great program, definitely this year a great program, like I've been saying. Uh, I don't think there's any shame. So Shepard finishes at this point 22-14-1, like I said, Millersville 27-11. Now we wait to see if Shepard Baseball earns a regional bid. Should know that in the next week or so, and uh, and hopefully their season continues for those guys. If it doesn't continue, you know, last year the season was, was pulled out from under them, right? They played one or two series, and then it was over. So, you know, applause for them. The baseball team to come back this year and just you know playing their hearts out on the year doing what they need to do testing you know remaining socially distant changing some stuff up maybe in their personal lives so that they could play and get out there and um you know i'm just proud of uh, proud of what they did and like i said if this happens to be the end you know i still consider it a great season they might they might think they fell short in some areas but um but i got their back regardless and, and hopefully we, could, we grab a regional bid that'd be awesome So moving forward, that kind of wraps up what's coming up. Um, Like I said, softball should be getting a regional bid. Baseball, we'll just have to wait and see after uh, yesterday's results as to what will happen there. As far as Beyond the Horns goes, uh, probably what I will do is the next show that we'll have will be once we know what's going on with softball where they're going who they're playing and what's going on there so we're kind of getting into summer months and I know I've, I've kind of prefaced this the last few episodes um, probably won't be doing a weekly episode once sports die down um, and really you know may not do another episode until we find out baseball and softball maybe even the results and how they you know what they're doing and it might be a short quick episode just explaining what's going on. Over the summer, I do want to do a couple kind of special episodes, though, if I can, if I can grab, you know, Coach McCook to preview the football season and start to grab some fall coaches when we get a little bit closer. Coach Hoekstra, um, Coach O'Dell for women's soccer, uh, Coach Jones for men's soccer, you know, grab some of those fall coaches and start to talk to them about their programs, what we can expect um, do a little bit of the the combo interview that we've done where it's a little bit about you guys. Hey, let's learn about you, Coach Hoekstra, and then let's learn about volleyball. What do we got coming? What do we got, you know, schedule-wise, player-wise, you know, preview, etc. However deep they want to get into it, we'll try to do. So that's kind of my plan over the summer. I just wanted to let uh, all you faithful Beyond the Horns listeners know that if you don't see an episode next week or two weeks from now, um, it's... It's not that I don't necessarily have one coming anytime soon. The show's not gone. It's just uh, I'm kind of trying to wait till there's some content that I can give you guys. I don't want to put out 30 minutes of just dead air of nothing. Um, So I'd rather skip an episode, give a little bit of a break um, to to everyone, and then come back with either softball slash baseball news um, or here in a a few weeks come out with an, an interview or two. So that's the plan for the summer. Stick with us. I'm sure you'll see. If you follow on social media, um, at su rams official on Twitter or, or at SU Ram nation official on Facebook. If you follow those, you'll you'll see when the next episode comes out. If you don't follow those, make sure you do so that you can see when the next episode comes out. Also, you can just follow on what's going on with Shepard Athletics, what awards our players are getting, etc. So um, and also, like I've already plugged once on this on this episode, and you hear me plug it every episode, shepherdrams.com. That's kind of your hub for previews, recaps, results, pretty much any athletics-related story that comes out of Shepherd, any announcement that we need to make to fans, update on attendance policies, etc. Um, it'll all be on shepherdrams.com. So, anyways. Ram Nation, if this is the last time I talk to you in the spring, which it won't be, because I think softball will get a regional. But if for some reason it is, thank you for taking this ride with us, uh, Carlos and I, since September. Um, you know, I know the the makeup of the show has kind of changed a little bit, and hopefully next year my goal is to um, kind of work out more of a balance where we do you know, maybe an interview every other week and recap every other week, something like that. So, but I thank you for listening and your support and, uh, and, and working with us as we try to figure out what Beyond the Horns would be. If this is the end of season one, I think it was a good season. Uh, uh, we learned a lot and we'll go from here. But like I said, hopefully catch you guys back in the next week or so when we find out about softball and baseball and we'll go from there. But until then, thanks again, Ram Nation, and we'll talk to you guys soon.